Hi guys, hope everyone is well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. So, uh, to start off, this episode is going to be working around injuries. So, just to clarify, I'm not a physio, I'm not qualified to, to give you really advice, but I'm just going to talk about what I tend to do when I get like a wee niggle or a wee injury come up and how I like to work around things. The reason this sparked or or I got this idea to the podcast is I tweaked my pec the other day in the gym, so just started a wee bit doing dumbbell pressing, so uh, yeah, it just sparked uh, uh, just a good topic and idea to discuss on the podcast, and hopefully I've got a good few points to give to you, because with training, when you're training hard, pushing yourself day and day out, you're going to come across wee niggles and injuries, they're, they're going to happen. At some point, saying that, there's some things you can do to basically prevent it as much as possible. Uh, for those wondering, I think my pec's fine and I should be okay. Uh, what I plan to do is potentially go into a higher rep range in the next session, see if I can train it without it being sore. If it is sore, I'll just leave it and do the rest of my movements. It's not the end of the world. I'm sure I'll be back in no time, but my main concern's just not to aggravate it. Going on to that, that's a good segue into my first point I want to, wait, want to make, which is will training aggravate it? So, when I'm in the gym, a good rule to stand by is don't do anything that causes pain because usually if something causes pain, it's telling you you probably shouldn't do it. So, I never really train for an injury. Like, if I've got a, like if I've got a wee niggle on something, then I can maybe, like, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I train for it when I shouldn't, but it's only when it's very, very minor and I think I'm not going to hurt myself even more. But if something is sore and you're training in it, you know it will aggravate it, you know it will flare it up again or make it worse, don't do it. I know it's easy to think short term sometimes when you're in the gym and think, oh I need to get a set if I want to grow, I need to train, oh I'm going to lose my muscle, but what's going to be better? Having two weeks off, let's say doing any chest exercises or having three months off because you absolutely ruined your pec because you trained for an injury. I, I'd definitely rather go with missing two weeks of chest training instead of messing my pec up and having to spend longer off the gym. So think long term. It's very easy to be down in the dumps when you get like a wee niggle and be gutted about it, which I appreciate, which I, I do get myself. But it's good to think long term and just realise like it, it's like if you're not training your chest two weeks out of the 52 weeks in the year, is it the end of the world? Considering, let's say, I, if it's a long-term thing you're looking to do training for, let's say you're going to be doing it for the next 10 years. Uh, I'm not even going to try the maths. Not, not the best at maths, but it's going to be a really short period if you're out in the gym for two weeks. So just bear that in mind and don't aggravate it, whatever you do. So, uh, next up, something that I look at if I've got like a wee niggle or something I'm working around is my rep ranges. Uh, the reason being is if, let's say, I've got a sore knee and it usually tends to be sore when I'm doing like my top set or my lower rep set during my session right? and it's a good idea to maybe start with like a higher rep set or one you could start with a higher rep set two you could even not even do a lower rep set during the session for a for a wee while the reason I think like a higher rep set is a good idea is loading will be less so if you're doing more reps and training to failure, you're not going to be able to lift as much weight. 
so loading will be decreased so whatever your injury is or niggle is you won't have as much weight on it or yeah you won't you probably won't aggravate it as much in my opinion that's what tends to work for me and tends to do me a lot of good and also higher rep work gets more blood into the muscle and i find a muscle with a lot of blood in it is a safe muscle and a muscle that just works and functions well and it's not going to get injured uh, so going on to that also make sure you're getting blood into your muscles before you're training so you don't want to just go into your top set on like any exercise or your hard working set without warming up that gives me the absolute fear when i see folk do that i just see folk go in the gym put like a 20 on each side and start bench pressing it's like maybe you can get away with it but is 10 minutes out of your day gonna do that much harm if it's just messing about warming up on the treadmill or just you know what i mean doing windmill things with your shoulders <laughs> the way i look at it is i'm not i'm not going to tell you how to warm up or how not to warm up but I think doing any warm-up is better than nothing, even if it's just stretching, even if it's just moving your joints about, just what whatever you're doing, just do some sort of warm-up, I think, and that will limit your chances of being injured, and just get your heart rate up as well where you're at it, as well as obviously trying to warm your muscles up. So, yeah, I'd try and stick to a higher rep range, see if that helps, that's what I've been doing on like the leg extension and the hack squat when I've had a couple knee issues. Uh, so yeah going on to that tempo so if you're if let's say you've got sore elbows and you're just dropping the weight when you're bench pressing and catching it at the bottom all that load's just been it's accelerating down and you're just catching it that's not going to be good on your elbows let's be honest so be aware of your tempo not only does slowing your tempo down make the set better in my opinion like a better quality set but as well as that, you're probably not going to get injured as much because, like I said, you don't have the acceleration of the weight and then going to a dead stop position or like just catching it at the bottom, which is going to, just going to put a lot of stress on your joints. And if you do that, you've got a higher potential to be injured at the bottom, like stretched position of the movement, which also leads to control in that portion. So as well as that, you're going to lift, lift less weight when you're doing movements if you control your tempo so you might think oh no i'm not gonna build muscle so i'm not lifting as much weight uh, you need to put weight on the bar you need to progress but if you progress while controlling your eccentrics that's still progression just be like it's not it's not a competition how much weight you can lift if so it would be powerlifting, or it would be just doing your one rep max or put, doing exercises that you're just the strongest on which isn't how you build muscle so yeah bear, bear your tempo in mind always and not only will this help you just not aggravate any injuries but i'll prevent them as well so very very important next is your execution so this is kind of a hard thing to cover on uh on a podcast but are you doing the movements correctly so some some individuals might not be completely knowledgeable on what a movement is done correctly and what like how you shouldn't do a movement in other words but for the most part like i said as well as controlling your tempo don't do anything that hurts you film it back see how it looks uh, send it to me on instagram if you don't know how to analyze your form or you're not sure what's good form or not but for the most part when you're doing any exercises you shouldn't look like a dog taking a shite first of all if you're doing any back exercises or deadlifting or squatting and 
yeah like I said it's something pretty hard to cover but if you want to send it to me or just ask me then I'll be more than happy to give you a hand so just make sure your execution's good as it can be so next up is banding exercises so you might see people doing it on the leg press or the hack squat there are two exercises I actually use bands on or maybe like a leg extension or like let's say Smith machine movements and you might think why are they using the band why are they being nerds nerding out banding movements why don't they just train hard you'll grow muscle blah 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 uh, because it can be beneficial for a number of reasons in this podcast I'm just going to cover why you may want to band it for just working around an injury and injury prevention so this is something quite relevant to myself at the moment so I've been having problems on the hack squat so just basically a, le- a leg machine which replicates the squat it's been hurting my knees and what I've done for that is I've banded it and I've banded it so when I get lower down it's going to take tension off the leg press no sorry the hack squat it's going to make it lighter at the bottom when it's lighter at the bottom well, when I am at the bottom of the hack squat, that's when my knees are sore. So if I band it, it means I'm not lifting as much weight where it hurts my knees. As a result, it doesn't hurt anymore. And as well as that, it has a few other benefits from it. But like I said, I'm not going to cover them. But yeah, basically it makes it more joint friendly, eh, which is yeah a big benefit of doing it. So yes, you might think, oh, you don't have to be nerdy and that. Use bands and it's just hassle setting it up. But... If my knees are getting destroyed without the bands, then why why the hell would I keep using it without the bands? It makes so much sense. Uh, so yeah, that's another example. And you could maybe do it on the leg extension. If it's sore on your legs, on your knees at the bottom of the leg extension, you could band it so it's only heavy at the top. And as a result, less stress on your knees at the bottom. And same applies to like if you're doing a Smith machine press or a Smith machine squat. If it's sore at the bottom and it hurts at the bottom, you could put a light band on it. You don't really have to use a really strong band if you are not using a lot of weight. So it will depend on how much weight you're using. But yeah, that's why I'd sometimes use bands and I think they're a great idea. And it can be done on multiple exercises in the gym. While also, like I said, having other benefits from it. And next don't do any exercises that are painful. For example, if I did try and band the hack squat, it just kept hurting my knees, I couldn't work around it, then why, I could just do another exercise, I could use another machine in the gym, I could do a barbell squat, I could do a swift machine squat. There's no reason why you have to do one certain exercises. I think it's well established and everyone knows by now you don't have to do one exercise to grow muscle. Multiple exercises grow muscle, there's no best exercise, so... If it's hurting, don't feel like you have to consistently do it because you don't want to just keep beating your joints into the ground or doing something that hurts you in your muscles or that because at the end of the day, you've only got one body and I'd rather be able to train and progress long term than do one exercise that might be beneficial short term but it messes my joints up for the future. So yeah, there's no magic one. Just change it if it's painful and You've tried, let's say, maybe changing your stance or controlling the weight more or doing wee things like that, making sure your form's good. If it still hurts, just swap it out. And next is if you have like a injury or that, 
don't put a lot of like weight on the body part. So obviously we need to put weight on like exercises long term if you want to progress them. But like I said, there's ways around it like making our execution uh, perfect, our tempo really slow and choosing exercises mm-hmm. that don't put a lot of attention on the body part. For example, if you've got uh, sore elbows now and like they're sore when you bench press or do close grip bench press, then don't do that. Just work around it for the time being. You can train your body parts in a number of different ways. So just don't, if something, let's say another example, if you're, if your back is sore, you don't have to load it with deadlifts or bent over rows for the time being. So there's no reason why you can't leave them out for a wee while if it's just causing your back to be sore and you're aggravating it. So yeah, you don't have to. You can find ways to work around it and not lift like a, a ton of weight and still make progress for the time being. Next up, if you've got an injury or an issue, pre-exhaust the muscle. So what pre-exhaust is, is basically doing like smaller isolation work before doing your big compound movements. So an example of this is maybe doing something like a chest fly before a barbell bench press. So what this does is it means you potentially might not be able to lift as much on the bench press, which isn't the end of the world because as long as you're progressing over time, you're going to build muscle. Second of all, it gets a lot of blood in your pec. So getting a lot of blood in your pecs mean you'll be able to potentially use them better on the bench press. As well as that, you'll potentially be able to target your... yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so you'll use your chest better, get blood in the muscle, which will prevent injury as well if you find you get injured on it frequently or it hurts something. Uh, so yeah, that's something you can do. Another example of how you could do this for your legs is before like barbell squatting let's say it hurts your back when you use a ton of weight you can potentially lift a bit less weight by doing like a leg extension and a hamstring curl beforehand uh, and just progress some uh, like in that order like there's no reason if you're going to progress movements regardless of what stage they are in the session you're going to build muscle so it doesn't matter if you're not let's say because you put third instead of first you lift 10 kilos less if you manage to still progress it over time, then you're going to build muscle. So that's no problem. And perform safe movements. So if you have like a movement in your program that you believe is like high risk to aggravating an injury, again, let's say a deadlift. You find that a deadlift is quite risky because you know that's what hurts your back frequently. You know you're not great if you're forming it. Then you know that it's not that safe to perform, you think it could potentially hurt you, leave it out for the time being, there's no rush to do any exercise. Yes, I do obviously preach deadlift and I think it's massively beneficial and a good movement to perform in your split, but if it's going to mean you're going to get injured, it's not the best movement to do at the moment. So feel free to just leave like movements out, like I said, and don't. Yeah, you don't have to incorporate them if you think it's unsafe or they're a high-risk movement. And that doesn't mean long term you should never deadlift or squat. You should only do like leg extensions, hamstring curls. But if you're just coming back from an injury, then there's no there's no worries about doing them really really light or being really mindful or leave them out for a short period. And next, if you have an injury again, I'll take your back for example because it's a good 
one to basically give an example for. If your back has had an injury and you're deadlifting and you're training to the point your form is breaking down, your lower back's rounding like you're like a dog taking a shite, like I said earlier, then it's probably not ideal to do because it, your risk of injury will be higher. Just like I said in the last point, so train close to failure, but not don't train past the point where you can maintain good form. So when your form breaks down, the set's over. Stop. Like, yes, you might get an extra rep. Yes, that might help you build muscle. But again, if it's going to keep you out of training, if it's going to damage or hurt long term, then there's no need to. And after that, be patient. So it's hard to think long term sometimes. Sometimes it's really easy to think, oh, I need to do this. I'm not going to build muscle. But you've got all your life to train or a large portion of it. So don't worry about having to miss out the deadlift once a week and uh, not do it. Same with any other movement. Be patient. Let yourself slowly come back to training if you are working around something. Don't rush into it because if you rush into it, you might just set yourself back again and yeah, just be in the same position before. Sorry, I'm just drinking my coffee. So next up, see a specialist. So as much as I can give you these wee tips of doing different rep ranges, changing your tempo, I don't I'm not I'm not qualified to basically tell you what to do. This is just what helps me most of the time what stops something hurting. But if something's wrong and it's reoccurring or it puts you out of training, see a specialist, go see someone. Uh, I heard a good example. There's this uh, podcast that I used to listen to quite a lot and one of the guys, he was a powerlifter, he had a lot of hip pain I believe and he kept stretching his hips, stretching everything out, he'd done that really really frequently because he wanted it to get better, he'd done it like multiple times a day and it just wouldn't get better, he was doing that for like months and months and months I believe and then it turns out when he saw a specialist he was basically grinding a bone against a bone. So, I'm not, I am not. don't know the details of it, but basically, that's not a good thing. <laughs> so, he was just making it worse over time, grinding a bone away from just tr- trying to stretch it and do something that's not actually helping. So, instead of messing yourself up or doing something that's counterproductive to getting better or getting back to training, just go see someone who knows what they're talking about because, yes, you can guess, yes, you can work around it, yes, you can do all the things I've said, but it is your body. You've only got one body, so you need to look after it. You should look after it. And at the end of the day, it can save you so, so much time because if you just do that when it actually happens, you can know what you should do, what you shouldn't do, get some advice, maybe speed up the recovery process and be back to training quicker instead of just rushing back to training, getting injured again. And if something is sore, let's say your back, uh, let's say you, you sprained or hurt your back deadlifting. In my experience, what helps me is getting some blood in the area and moving around. Whenever I am off training or can't train for a good few days, or one of my clients is the same, or I just sit about all day on my rest days, sometimes like my back's over the day after, and... I think it's just a case of sitting all day and it's just going to get tighter and tighter if you just sit. It's good to move. You're not supposed to be stuck in a chair all day. So if something's injured, try not to do nothing. If, let's say you broke your leg, obviously don't go a walk. <laughs> and uh, 
walking your leg, but try try and do some sort of exercise. It's better than just sitting, getting everything even tighter, hurting everything, and just getting poor posture, etc. So yeah, just move, get some blood in the area because that helps our muscle recover, I believe. So these recovery things like foam rolling, like massage work, like having salt baths, like going to the sauna and uh, stretching, what they do is they put blood in the muscle. They put oxygenated blood, nutrients in the muscle, which helps it recover, grow and repair itself. As a result, you'll you'll get better faster, I think. So saying that, when I say get some blood in the muscle, that doesn't mean do a leg press if you've just broke your leg. That means go a walk outside, even straightening and bending your leg while you're sitting in a seat, squeezing your muscles, I think is beneficial. That's what I always do if I get something sore, uh, like massage it or something, and then try and go a stroll, keep moving, keep active, and it seems to help a lot. So, yes, you might think, oh, if something's sore, just sit, let rest and fully recover. And maybe if something's just happened, then it might be a good idea. But I find, like, let's say the example for my back, just getting out, walking, stretching it, things like that, is much better than just sitting in my chair saying my back's broke. Because if you're sitting, you're going to get even tighter, you're going to get even sorer. If you ever went on a big car journey or went on a plane for ages, you'll know what I mean. You just, things ache, things are sore. So be active. Even if you can't train, try your best to, although you might be down in the dumps. So again, just to say, this is just my advice and what's worked for me in the past. So, again, I don't know what's wrong with you. So, take all this with a pinch of salt and just my recommendations and just a few things to consider. But, again, you're best to see a specialist and see someone who's actually qualified to talk about it. And, again, just advice. So, yeah, hope you found this podcast helpful. If uh, you did enjoy it, share it in your story and tag the Improvement Podcast would be greatly appreciated. And, yeah. Hope everyone has a great day whenever they're listening to this.